0: You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Ryan Myers and this is your Sci-Fi 5, 5 minutes of science fiction history for January 27th. On this day in 1980, faithful Battlestar Galactica fans and plenty of other viewers gathered around their TVs to eagerly see the next chapter of one of the small screen's most celebrated sci-fi sagas unfold. And it might not have been what they were expecting. The first season of Battlestar Galactica, which ran from late 1978 through 1979, wowed viewers with effects that were as close as small screen sci-fi could get to Star Wars but it was also hugely expensive, routinely running over budget. After that first season, Galactica was effectively canceled. Series creator Glenn A. Larson shifted his attention to an equally big-budget TV revival of Buck Rogers, also produced by Universal Studios. But fans wrote in, lots of fans, enough for Universal and ABC to take notice and to ask Larson to consider rethinking and relaunching the show. And then, in January 1980, the Battlestar was back. In a moment, find out what Galactica fans got for the trouble of bombarding the network with all of those letters. On this day in 1967, the major space powers signed a treaty to ensure that space would be used only for peaceful purposes. The budgetary problems facing Battlestar Galactica seemed impossible to overcome. It was an expensive space opera that demanded new vehicles, settings, costumes, and creatures every week, and every laser fired was an optical effect on film that added to the cost. Was there any way to make the show cheaper to produce? Toward the end of Galactica's first season, It had already been tried by attempting to trade in the Cylons with their expensive chromed armor and computerized voices for a new enemy called the Eastern Alliance. Ordinary looking people who tended to be space Nazis one week and space Soviets the next, depending on the needs of the story. But the important part was, they were a lot cheaper than Cylons. The retooled revival of the show, Galactica 1980, was an even more concerted effort to bring the cost down by setting most of the action on Earth itself 30 years after the adventures we'd already seen. And not just Earth, but present-day Earth, which could be filmed inexpensively on location with ordinary clothes, ordinary cars, and so on. Galactica arrives in 1980 and monitors TV transmissions, where a few clips from Starsky and Hutch, Woody Woodpecker, and Rod Serling's Night Gallery reveal a planet too primitive to protect itself against the Cylons, forcing Galactica's crew to arrive incognito to help upgrade 20th century technology to colonial Cylon fighting specs. There's also a time travel element that vanishes completely after the pilot movie. When the Cylons do appear they act through human proxies including none other than Wolfman Jack and at one point a Cylon character in human form was introduced long before the 21st century reboot of the series and its skin jobs. Nearly the entire cast was new with the exception of returning stars Lauren Green as Commander Adama and Herbert Jefferson Jr. as Boomer now promoted to Adama's first officer. But the audience never took to this new formulation of a formerly epic space opera Ratings fell as Galactica turned into a show that spent an entire episode on Little League Baseball. Trying to boost ratings, Glenn Larson wrote an episode that brought Dirk Benedict back to show Starbuck's fate. It was Galactica 1980's most distinctly Galactica moment, but it wasn't enough to save the series from a second and final cancellation. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5, for January 27th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.